Welcome to the Anthem Church Podcast. Our desire is to transform lives through authentic experiences with God and with people. This message is brought to you from Anthem Church in Fairview, Oregon. We pray you are encouraged, inspired, and strengthened through the teaching and preaching of God's Word. We're finishing a series that we called Selfless. And we began this series with a question. The question was this, what kind of people do we want to be when this whole thing is over, when this whole exercise and, and um, restraint and, and uh, self, uh, you know, social distancing and, and uh, separation, when this COVID pandemic is over and we're over the top of it and we're returning to normal, what kind of people do we want to be? How do we want to emerge from this? How is it going to change the way we look at life, the way we treat other people, the way we view success, our goals? And, and so we've been talking about that, this concept of selfless. First week we looked at the lives of Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus and how their selfless choices when it came to the body of Jesus Christ and the, and the, the boldness that they, the stand that they took uh, were just selfless choices. Then the next week we talked about uh, how we can, God calls us to be people who speak boldly and, uh, and speak boldly of the hope that we have in Christ Jesus. And then last week we talked about serving faithfully, that when we emerge from this kind of, uh, this time, we want to be people who serve faithfully. And, and uh, no matter how insignificant or it may seem, no matter how small it is, it's important and seeing the value in it and be faithful in service. And today I want to finish this series talking about how we as fully devoted followers of Jesus, we should want to be people who live purposefully. Look at your key Bible verse today. It's in 1 Corinthians 10.31. If you have your Bibles there at your home, in your homes, and um, pull it out. And let's look at this. 1 Corinthians 10.31. It says this, Whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. I just love that. Whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. And I, I love this because Paul is talking to the church at Corinth. And the church at Corinth was... Well, they were a people that had been distracted by many things. They were caught up in a lot of, of ways bringing glory to themselves. And, and they were comparing one another and their spirituality and all the things that, um, that was so good about who they were. And I think Paul talks about this because he addresses that need in their lives. They were caught up in selfishness. And letting the, the, the practice of religion really take control of their lives. And so Paul speaks directly to that thing and saying that he doesn't want us to live that way, to look at, to have people looking at us or give me the glory, give me the praise. I'm so good, right? Did you see how much I put in the offering last week? Did you see how much I, what I've been doing for the church? Did you notice how spiritual I am and all the verses I can quote and how I pray with a thus saith the Lord type voice? <laughs> Listen, selfish passion is all about us. We get, we're all consumed with us, but selfless purpose, that's when we begin living for what God wants us to, to live for. And God is calling us to selfless purpose. 
And that's the kind of people that we ought to strive to be when we move on from this time. People who selflessly serve God's purposes with our lives. Unfortunately, there are a lot of things in this life that can really distract us from living that way and uh, move us back towards living in a selfish type of way. And let me give you a couple. Uh, first I thought of was this idea of the, an, an, the illusion of tomorrow. The illusion of tomorrow. And let me just explain what I mean by that. There, there was a time in my life for many years that I lived for what was around the corner or what was going to happen tomorrow. When I was in high school, you know, I kept thinking about, you know, I'm going to, I can't wait to get out of high school. My life's going to be better when I get to that tomorrow. And then when I got there, it was like, oh, when I get to Bible college. And then when I got to in the school, it was like, oh man, you know, this is great, but you know, I'm looking forward to getting married. And, and uh, then, you know, Lisa came along, best thing ever happened in my life. And, uh, but then we're like, Okay, you know, tomorrow we're, we're, we look forward to the kids. You know, tomorrow that's going to make it, you know, make life complete. And then it, when we had kids, it was like when they finally get out of diapers, you know, it's going to make our lives complete, right? And uh, uh, so then, you know, as the ministry continued, it was like, oh man, I'm, I'm in ministry, I'm in full time. But when I get my own church, that's when, you know, we're going to get to that place when you're going to, I'm going to feel like, you know, we've arrived. And, or, you know, then when I got my own church, it was when we build our own building, right? And, and, and what happened is I just spent many years, many years wishing away the current season that I was in, dreaming of the next. wonder if any of you can relate to that. You know, it's one day just around the corner. Tomorrow, this illusion of tomorrow, everything's going to be better. And you kind of lose the, 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 the season that you're in. And so what you find when you're looking for what's around the corner is that there's just something else. There's another corner to go around. And then there's another corner to go around. And James said it this way in uh, chapter 4 of the book he wrote, Now listen, you who say today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Why, you do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You're a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. And that's why it's so important for us to live purposely in the day that we are occupying. And I want to I'll talk more about that. Here's the second thing that can keep us from living or keep us living selfishly instead of selflessly serving God's purpose. And that's simply the seduction of comfort. Comfort. I mean, we chase after the better, right? The things that will make us more comfortable. You know, if we can just get that better house, we'll all be more comfortable. Or we have more space, the better car, you know. The trip that we've always wanted, uh, enough money to take it easy so we're comfortable. But here's the thing, I've, I've read the Bible through many times from cover to cover and there's nowhere in it that I say God, that I, that I read that God called us to easy. In fact, he calls us to deny self, take up our cross, follow him. But you might say, come on, Pastor Red, I want to be comfortable I mean, there's nothing wrong with being comfortable, right? No, there's nothing wrong with being comfortable. There's nothing wrong with the things of this world. Until 
we start getting attached to them. And they become the reason for our life. And they all, all they do is serve our, our selfish pursuits and passions. And I want you to look at 1 Corinthians 7.31. It says, those who use the things of the world should not become attached to them. For this world as we know it will soon pass away. So these things distract us from living a selfless life pursuing God's purposes. If you hear your say, I just want to take it easy. Anybody ever said that? I know I've said that before. I just want to take it easy for a while. Remember, this is something that you just you need to write on, your, uh, write on the mirror in your bathroom. Easy never changed the world. Easy never changed the world. Here's a third thing that keeps us from living with purpose, and that's the temptation to quit. And if I was honest with you, and I am going to be honest, this is one of the things that I've had to battle all of my life. There, there are times when you just want to throw in the towel. You know, things get tough. Things get difficult. Things happen that you can't control. And you just say, what's the use? What's the sense? I'm just going to, you know, you know, let somebody else take, it, take these things on. You know, fighting on just doesn't seem worth it. You know, you just want to throw the towel in. And, and you just want to bow out, right? And people go through things with their finances. Man, we'll never get these finances together. Ah, man, and you just say, forget it. Let's go out to dinner. Let's go shopping. Well, we don't have any money. We'll charge it, right? Or when, the marriage, when a marriage gets difficult, you know, I'm not in love anymore. This isn't worth it. Just throw in a towel. You know, Christianity, right? I can't tell you how many times I've heard some version of this where somebody says, yeah, I tried that God thing. I, I went to church for two weeks. I, I read the Bible for a day and, and you know, uh, those people I just didn't connect with, right? And, and uh, I, I couldn't get close enough to even get a parking space that I liked, and it was raining, so forget it. I'm out of here. I'm just throwing in a towel. Or, you know, they didn't appreciate me. I'm, I'm not making that much of a difference. This is just too hard. So we have this temptation to throw in the towel. Well, listen, you really shouldn't throw in that towel. You should use the towel to wipe the sweat off your brow and get back in the game. Amen. And you can start whatever you do this moment, you can start doing that for the glory of God. And that's the thing that I want to talk about. You know, when I read about Paul's life and the things that he went through, I wonder sometimes if maybe I would have been one of the guys who had been traveling with him and had felt gone through all these things. Man, maybe I would be have been one of that just said, I, I'm not going to do this any longer. I can't do this any longer. And Go home, right? Uh, it's just too much. Look at this in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 25 through 27. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I've been constantly on the move. have been in danger from rivers, in danger from my fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, in danger from false believers, are you getting the picture here? I have labored and toiled and have often gone without sleep. I have known hunger and thirst. I have often gone without food. I've been cold and naked. I mean, look at what he says. These are the, the circumstances of his life. He had all the reasons and more to throw in the towel to quit. But I love the conclusion he comes to in Acts 20, 24. And I'll, uh, let's read this. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race 
and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. That's fantastic. I'm sure that it wasn't Paul's life goal to an ambition to face all the things that he faced, but he realized that in the midst of all these things, God was at work. So instead of pursuing his own selfish passion that ended with being distracted, and he, he lived purposely by fully pursuing God's purpose for his life. And what does that what does that look like for for what does that look like for us? What does purpose do? Well, let me share with you. Purpose helps us feel passionate about ordinary things in life. You know that you know it may be something mundane, it might be something ordinary, but those things begin to take on incredible meaning. You know, whatever you do, even if it's boring, even if it feels insi- insignificant, when you're doing it, if you know that you're what you're doing, you're doing for the glory of God. That changes everything. Some of you experienced that even this week when you were, you know, serving selflessly. You found joy simply by taking a, taking care of someone's someone and making life better for them. Um, maybe it was when you're home. Maybe it was in a Zoom meeting and you were praying for the other people in your meeting, or maybe you were praying for someone in your life that's really facing some difficult circumstances. Maybe you took some food some way or, or gave somebody some extra money. And in that moment, you felt something just touch your heart. Or, or maybe it was when you call, decided to call that person you haven't seen for a while just to check on them, right? See, when you live purposefully, what normally seems kind of ordinary, it can change into extraordinary. and can give you this sense that, I know that I'm fulfilling God's purposes and it's being directed by God. So it gives us passion in ordinary things. I love this in Matthew 10, 42. It says, if anyone gives a cup of cold water to one of these little ones who is my disciple, truly I tell you, that person will certainly not lose their reward. Look at that. Just giving a cold cup, giving someone a, a cup of water, just a drink. And knowing that it is a part of God's great purposes. It gives us passion and, and makes life, takes life out of the ordinary and run of the mill. I love the image Paul gives us in this. He says, I'm not running like someone who's running aimlessly. I, I love that image. I'm, I'm, I'm running in a direction. He says, I'm not boxing like someone who's just you know, boxing the air. I'm in a real spiritual fight. I know that these little things, these ordinary things, every moment of my life, when I'm living for God's purposes, has meaning, and it makes me do it with passion. You know that then you know that God, this is a day that you have made, and whatever I do, whether it's big and exciting or small and insignificant, God, I am choosing to find purpose in this, and I'm doing this for you, Lord. And I'm not running like a person in, runs around in circles. I'm running with purpose. Every step that I tech, I'm being directed by your spirit. I'm empowered by your word. I'm loving people wherever I go. And when I walk in the room, the spirit of God walks in the room with me. I'm a climate changer. I'm a people lover. I lift the moods of people. I'm making a difference in my life and in the worlds of those I touch. If the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is inside of us, listen, we're ambassadors for the Most High, right? And everything we do represents God's goodness. 
and the love and the grace of God. I live purposely when I'm intentionally in step with God's purpose. All right? So you don't have to do the ordinary or that, uh, you know, in, in a half-hearted way anymore because you know that it has divine purpose, everything you do. The second thing that living in purpose does, it, it's so important. And when we live selflessly for the purpose of God, it makes me grateful for those who have helped me in the journey. I, I'm not here because of the good that I've done. It's not of my own accord that I'm here. It's not because of my gifts and my talents or, or my, my money. No. When I live selflessly for the purpose of God, I recognize that I'm where I'm at because of the help of those around me. Without God's favor and grace, and you know, I wouldn't be where I'm at. So I live grateful for God's help. I live grateful for the friends, the people that God put in my world that, that were my help. I live grateful even for my enemies, for the ones who challenged me, for the ones who said, you're never going to make it, or for the teachers that said, you're, you, know, you never amount to anything. Those people, you know, have been my, um, have been, I, I'm grateful for those, amen? And gratitude flows out, me, be, out of me because where would I be without these people? And I appreciate them all the more. But living for the purpose of, purposes of God opens my heart to appreciate all of them, to appreciate God's work in my life, to appreciate the help of the friends that have been around me, to appreciate my enemies because the, their opposition caused me to, to make some decisions, to, to make me decide that, listen, I'm not going to be beaten by someone's attitude, someone's opinion or words. I'm going to press on. I'm going to fight I'm going to trust God today. You know, living with the purposes of God in mind makes us grateful for those that God has put in our path. I was watching the movie this last week, Mr. Rogers, and there was a moment in that movie where he's out to lunch with somebody and he says, can we just take a minute? Can we just take a minute and be thankful for all the people that helped us to get to where we are and help us to become the person that we've become? And I thought, what a great practice that would be to just every day take a minute and and be grateful and think of their names and think of them, no matter who they are, for God, for all our friends and family, people that teachers, all those that helped us to become, even the negative ones who spurred us with their negative, you know, with their opinions and and, um, to become who we are. Amen. So living purposefully makes me grateful for those who helped me along the way. And finally, Living purposefully drives me to run for the eternal reward. Jesus said in Revelation 12, Look, I am coming soon. My reward is with me, and I, give, I will give to each person according to what they have done. Now, I was looking at this verse. Look at it carefully. Can we put it back up here? I am coming soon. My reward is with me, and I will give you... Give to each person according to what they have done. And I was thinking about eternity and when eternity starts, really. And the truth is, we're living in eternity. And the Bible says, you know, we know that Christ is with us. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'm with you always. So if he's with us always, then his re- and his reward is with him, then the reward is right th- here with us also. So what if what this means is that the reward is in the thing that we do 
when we do it with God's purpose in mind. And I believe that's what he's talking about. Whatever you do, do it to the glory of God. You know, I don't know who this is going to speak to, but, you know, the reward is the work when you do it for the glory of God. When you are encouraging people that are going through difficult times during this COVID crisis, you're doing it for the glory of God. And, and listen, his reward is with us. There's a reward in that. And when you're preparing your kids for the school time and you're just, you know, you're, you're grinding it out, you're making it happen, right? The reward is in the work. When you're fighting to hold your marriage together, listen, the reward is in the, the work. When you're doing it on purpose, all for the glory of God, listen, there's a reward in that. When you're crying with your spouse, when you're going through difficult times and maybe you've wanted to conceive a child and you haven't been able to conceive and you're trusting God, you know what? You're doing You're doing for the glory of God. When you're caring for your aging parents, when you feel like you're called to do something more and you're stuck in a job that you don't love, when you're healing from a crushing disappointment or when you're battling cancer or when you're paying down a debt, you're doing what you do in the midst of the dirty now and now and you're doing it with purpose in mind. You're doing it for the glory of God and recognize that he's going to bring his reward. There's reward in doing it for the glory of God in that moment. And when we recognize that, we recognize that in that moment, there's reward if we'll do it for the glory of God, then something changes. Something comes over us. We realize we're in the, we're, this is a place of promotion. This is a place of honoring God and you realize the reward isn't the fancy car or the better house or the, the going to the beach or the mountains or the, to whatever your, you know, it is, you know, your dreams coming true or when you finally get discovered or you make the big bucks. The reward is just doing the work that he's called you to do. And you sense that you're fulfilling a bigger purpose because he is here. He is here right now. And this is the day that the Lord has made. And we're going to rejoice and be glad in it. The reward is now. And it's in that moment that we recognize that we can live purposefully. That we, we step in and do what we do. And bring, it brings fulfillment and it brings joy because we know we're doing it for the glory of God. So here's what happens. When I serve him faithfully and purpose one day, we just continue on and stay on it. One day, you know what? We wake up from the middle of the mundane and the middle of normal and say, God, I have experienced you in the midst of my dirty now and now. I have seen how you work in the midst of the ordinary because I know every one of these steps have been part of your fulfilling your purposes. And I don't live for my own purposes. I live for your purposes. I choose. And I, you see, and you're full of God's goodness and overflowing with joy because you've jo- discovered that there is reward in that place. That it's a joy to serve and to sacrifice for his kingdom. Okay, so listen, God is, you know, you find joy in that. 
And you know that God's spirit dwells within you and you're working things and he's working in you to bring all things together for good. So, you know what? Here's what I want to encourage you today. You know, live selfless. Deny yourself. You know, as I'm doing that, I can be grateful. Whatever I do, I'm going to do it for God's glory because of for what he's done and for who he is and for what he's done in me. Amen. And as we do that, we're going to discover the joy that living life for his purposes bring. So, you know, the, 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 the people around us are looking for selfless people. They're looking for people that are uh, not living for their own selfish needs, that will s- speak boldly of their hope in Jesus, that will serve faithfully in, in the smallest things, the, the biggest things, and to live with purpose, finding purpose in the everyday things that we do, knowing that God is in the midst of them. And when we do them with joy and when we do them with, with life and energy and expectation, there is great reward in that. He said, right, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Can we pray, Anthem? I, I, I want to pray with all of you and everyone watching. Can we just take a moment and just come to the Father? Come on, let's pray. Father, we love you today. And we want to live with purpose. We want to move from selfish passions to selfless glory. We want to do the things that you call us to do. We want to live our life all for the glory of God. We want to see you in the ordinary life. We want to acknowledge your help along through the journey with grateful hearts. We want to say thank you that you reward, that the reward is in the work we put our hands to. And Lord, we thank you for that, that we can give you glory. We thank you that something happens in our heart that is unmistakably you when we do that. Father, we want our lives to make a difference. We ask forgiveness today for our self-seeking ways. You're changing us, Lord. You're renewing our minds so that we can be the kind of people you desire us to be. Father, we ask you to let this challenge us forever to live as selfless men and women, to speak boldly of the hope we have in you, to serve faithfully right where you have us, and to recognize that the most rewarding thing in life is not what we do for ourselves, but what we do for you, fulfilling the purposes that you have for our lives, living for the glory of Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us. We are located at 1415 Northeast 223rd Avenue in Fairview, Oregon. You can find us online at www.anthemfamily.org and on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at My Anthem Family. God bless.